43 from verse 1 and through to verse 7. But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in your place, since you were precious in my sight. You have been honoured, and I have loved you. Therefore I will give men for you and people for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring you a descendants from the east, and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar, and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, who I have created for my glory, I have formed him, yes, I have made him. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Let's commit these words into God's hands now. Father, we thank you that we have your word before you today, that we have the freedom in this land still today to worship and praise you openly, that we can read this word and encourage each other and be encouraged through it. We thank you for all those who've gone before, those who wrote this word, those who are inspired by your presence to encourage your people. And we thank you that these words still encourage us, your people, today. Just pray now, Lord, you'll touch each of our hearts and make them receptive, and that you'll hide me away, away behind the cross, Lord, that this might be about you, about bringing praise, glory, and worship to you through your own word. And we thank you, Lord, that in these words we can see your love to us made real in Jesus. And we praise you now for him, as we ask you to bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, just as I was uh, reading those words through then, um, this is just a bit of an aside really. Uh, back in World War II, when they were running up to D-Day, uh, soldiers were obviously told that something was going to be happening. And they were given the usual little card to write home, just cross bits and pieces out. And you could put a very short and brief personal note in the, in the, uh, on the card for your loved ones. And uh, somebody who came to the mission, a uh, lady who went on to glory a few years ago now, her husband was a soldier. He couldn't say specifically what was going to happen or what was going to be taking place. But at the end of the card, when he'd written it, he quite simply put on Isaiah 43 and verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned nor shall the flame scorch you. Uh, the senses were good, but there weren't many who read the Bible and understood that that was some sort of coded message that uh, D-Day was about to take place. But uh, that's by the by, we're here now just to think for a few minutes uh, to look at the way God has always called people to him. And now he's always had people who've responded to him. And if we need to, we can still respond to God's call in our lives today. It's an amazing and it's a wonderful thing to be able to identify with a group of people. We do that in different areas of life. I know at least two people are fellow sufferers with me as uh, Bolton Wanderers supporters. And uh, we're doing quite well this season in one respect, but it's still hard. But it's nice to know that other people are suffering with you that you can support in that, uh, in that way too. 
it's good to be able to identify with fellow Christians in different uh, fellowships uh, around the town, around the area. There are times when we like to be alone. Sometimes it's good to do our own thing, but as people, we aren't naturally loners. It's nice to have people who share our interests, people who have the same sort of ideas and thoughts that we do, and to share with them too. I guess there aren't very many of us here today who share the same name. I don't know if you've got massive numbers of Smiths or Joneses or Williamses and that sort of thing. But when we listen to Isaiah 43 and verse 1, there is one name that binds us all together. Now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. God has given us a name, and that name that we share today is the name of Christian through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now these words are spoken to Israel probably two and a half thousand years ago, something like that. But they still apply today to everyone who would call God Father today in 2024. God says, I have redeemed you. But before that act of redemption, we're reminded first of all about just what's what. It is the Lord who created you. It is the Lord who formed you. This is God speaking through his prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord. Now the Hebrew word that's translated as created means to fashion anew. You take one thing and you make something else out of it. Um, I think Michelangelo was recorded as saying when he looked at a block of marble, he saw the finished article. I look at a block of marble and I see a block of marble. That's your lot. I don't have that creative ability within me. But God does. God creates something new. He can make something new out of anybody and everybody. It's a divine activity. And the same words used in the account of creation back in Genesis chapter 1. The Hebrew word translated as form means to shape. To shape. That's what God did when he fashioned man's body from the earth. And he created Israel as his people, called them as surely as he created mankind in the beginning. Now today the Christian church is God's creation. We will always be God's creation. We're a body, we're made up of individuals, and we comprise, we have this wonderful privilege, we comprise the bride of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we are the Christian church today. Not to identify with anything or anyone else, to identify simply and solely with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are called individually, we are called personally, to know God through him. In just the same way that Jesus calls Zacchaeus by name down from his sycamore tree, to come down and eat. Jesus knows your name and my name today. Our names are enrolled, listed in the Lamb's Book of Life. And then, when we are called and respond, then he puts his name, his identity, in and on our lives forever. In this world today, there are some people, some parents, who produce children but don't take any responsibility for them. They let them run wild. They do their own thing, no matter what. Jesus isn't like that. Jesus created us, called us, named us, 
and he cares for us each and every moment of our lives. Certainly no less than he did for Israel. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. If you feel that you're being got at today, if you feel that you're in any way under attack, personally or indirectly, just listen to verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. I will be with you, God says. You won't be overwhelmed. There are times it feels like we are, but God assures us we will not be overwhelmed because God has redeemed us, called us by our our names, given us his name. He says, you are mine. What we need to do on our side of the bargain is exercise faith. Now, faith isn't an abstract concept, something that we can talk about but never put into practice, something that's never going to be tested. Daily, God is about the business of challenging us, of growing us in his service, taking us on to different levels, testing us in different areas of our lives. If you look at some of the great Bible characters, some of the things that happen in their lives, think about David. How did David cope with Goliath? Brilliantly. 100%. He got the certificate, the qualification, wonderful. And he was such a young man at that time of his life. He moved on in service. He became the king over Israel. And as a mature man, presumably as a stronger man, his faith developed a dip. How did he cope with Bathsheba? He failed miserably. Adultery, murder, a dead child, no moving on in service. The tests come in different shapes at different times in our lives. Sometimes we sail through the tests, sometimes we struggle. Some of the tests are easy to recognise, others aren't. We need to be aware in all circumstances of life and remember that God is sovereign, that he wants us to be faithful in all things, always. We need to remember he's always there, whatever the test is. It might be water, it might be fire, fire. It could be a, 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 an obvious test. It might be a, a not-so-obvious trial. But God will not fail us because he is the Lord. He is our God. And he's got a purpose for each of our lives too, that we can know him and serve him. It takes us to words in the New Testament, words in Romans 8 and verse 28. I'll just read those very quickly. Romans 8 and 28. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. And that's all things work together for good. The things that we class as being good, the things that we class as being bad, the challenges, the tests, the great times, everything meshes together for good to those who know God. We know that because God tells us that. And if we believe the teachers when they tell us at the primary school, one and one is two, and it is, can't, can't deny that, we can't really dare to disbelieve God when he tells us the words that we read in Isaiah 43. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. 
Through the rivers they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. On a natural level, we can be fearful. That's understandable. I'm told that um, there are no brave people. There are people who, when they're confronted with certain challenges, face them in God's strength. We aren't naturally brave people. The fight or flight response people talk about. Lots of people turn away and run. When God's on our side, we can stand, and we can stand in his strength and do what we are called to do in his service. Because God is with you. Today, tomorrow, and for the rest of our lives. When we think about what we've just shared in communion, Jesus died for us. That's how much God loves us. That's the strength that's available to us through the Holy Spirit. On an eternal level, there's no need to be fearful. Because God is with us. The fact that Jesus died at Calvary, that's a mind-boggling fact to take on board. But he rose from the dead too. Very, very soon we'll be coming together on Easter Sunday morning to celebrate Jesus' resurrection from the dead. He rose from the dead so that you and me can have everlasting life today. He did that for us. For our sakes, Jesus died so that we could have life. And that's all to his glory, as these words in Isaiah and the New Testament tell us. Verse 7 says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. It's about his glory. Not about our glory, it's about his glory. It's not so that people can say, well, they're doing okay. They're doing all right. When we're called by the name of Christian, when we're given the name of Jesus, we are created for God's glory. We can get right back to the basics of having a living, eternal relationship with God. We can get on with living lives where our real work isn't about earning money, isn't about bringing up children. Those are all parts of life. It's all about the real work we have in having faith in God through the Lord Jesus Christ in the Holy Spirit's strength, believing what God tells us in his word, not just on a Sunday morning, when with people of a like mind, learning from the word, praising God together and worshipping him, but on the Friday mornings at three o'clock when you wake up and you can't sleep, remember, God is still there. We still have faith. Believe what God has told us. Enjoy what God has told us and get on with living our lives in the way that he's told us to. We can think about the future by all means, we have to. But we can't live on Monday afternoon, because it's Sunday and it's 11.22, something like that. We can't live and think about what's coming tomorrow. We've got to get on with what we have today. Some people get so far detached from reality, from reality they, get, they get to be useless in God's service. Jesus on the cross says to the thief at his side, Today you will be with me in paradise. And what we have is today. That's everything we have. There's nothing worse than if-onlys. How often do we look back and think about things and regret things that we could or maybe should have done for God? Probably don't do that often enough. But he doesn't want us to have regrets. He wants us to have priorities. And our number one priority always 
there's got to be the Lord Jesus Christ. We all owe our todays. We owe our eternity to him. We are created for his glory. We were formed by him. God's got to have priority. And that's above wife, husband, children, parents, friends and colleagues. And that's not easy. But it's necessary. Priority. Because these words tell us the priority that God has shown to us. We're back in the book of Genesis. This is how creation is described. Genesis 2 and verse 7. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. No other part of creation got that treatment. The personal touch, life being breathed into us. Other things were called into being. But God breathed life into us. The personal application of God's breath made us living beings. Quite literally, we all got everything. Especially then, we owe him our priority. The first place in our lives constantly. And we can do that. We can give God priority. He makes it possible to do that. Because these words in Isaiah says, He has redeemed us. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. That gives us hope for the future. Gives us hope into eternity. It takes away the natural fear that so often fills people. And it replaces that fear with hope. He's given us his name. We are his children. No matter who our earthly parents are, we are his children. God is our father. He's chosen us. Our parents got what they got on the day of our birth. But God has chosen us individually and personally. In spite of all the ways we've let him down, in spite of all the ways that we keep failing him, but God still cares for us because we are sinners, because we need redemption. If there'd been no sin, no break in the relationship God created, there'd be no relationship with him now. But when we sinned, we weren't capable of putting it right. Thank God that he was capable of doing that, as we just remembered, in bread and wine. The great thing is he wanted to do that. He wanted to put, a, put things right with us. He had a way set out from eternity in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. God created us, breathed life into us, knew that we'd fall into sin, and still he stuck to his plan. There was no I told you so, there was no punishment. Instead, we got love beyond compare. And we receive that love day by day. Perfect love. And we can only know that Jesus through that love. When we love someone, we say to them, and we mean it, that it's forever. In this country, sadly these days, forever is about 15 years. That's the length of the average marriage in the UK these days. Our love can only last till death separates us too. It's only God's love. God's love that is truly forever. Only God's love that never truly changes. Only God's love can bring us rejoicing into his heavenly presence for eternity. It is an amazing thing when someone agrees to take your name in marriage. There's a depth of love there, a depth of commitment that's very, very rare. And God offers to you and me today his name. Offers to share our lives in every part for eternity. And he can do that. He's made it possible for that to happen through Jesus, our redemption, 
a redemption won by his sacrifice at Calvary. Redemption in Jesus isn't won with hearts and flowers and moons and dunes. It's won at Calvary. It's won with thorns. It's won with nails. It's won with blood on the cross. It's won as God's immortal, eternal son lays down his life willingly. And you can work out why one and one equals two. But you can't put into any sort of quantified way the love of God. It's beyond our understanding. But it isn't beyond our acceptance. Isaiah 43 again. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God. Redemption. Being bought back. The price paid in full. And then the offer to be with us in all the tests and trials we face. And it's not really an offer, it's a promise. I will be with you. God can make that promise simply because he's God. He's creator, he's saviour, he's father. The one who has given us his name today. And if you've claimed that name already, rejoice in that name. Rejoice in the privilege of service for God. Rejoice in the name of Christian today and give him the priority he deserves and demands. All we can do is gain. That's all that's going to happen for us. We are going to gain in our lives. God will be glorified. That's got to be one of the perfect mathematical equations. The seven says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. This story begins with God. It ends in his heavenly presence. From creation through redemption and then into his glorious presence for eternity. And all the while we carry God's name on earth, he walks with us. Every step of the way. It really doesn't get any better than that. And all we have to do is believe. If any of you are struggling in any shape, manner or form today, believe these words. Fear not. I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God. There's no need to struggle. There's no need to feel alone. There's no need to fear because God's promises can't fail. Israel responded. So many millions, countless millions have responded since those days. And we can respond today to the glory of our God and King and for the sake of his holy name. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord.